Thank you for tuning in to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort and hope.
Died. 
For grace, my soul would be a drifting ship with no safe harbor from the angry waves. But Calvary's cross shines brightly through. The darkest storm And just in time His mercy rescues me Yes, it does I shall forever lift mine eyes to Calvary So
Songs of Praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a close relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ.
times are changing and the Bible's out of date. We can always ask this question in whatever time or state. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Oh, Christian, ask this question in every situation. Truly, what would Jesus do? Jesus lived a life of service, Jesus gave up all he had. We must follow his example if we want to make him glad. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Oh, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Oh, Christian, ask this question. In every situation, truly, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Now truly, what would Jesus do? Oh, Christian, Christian, ask this question. In every situation, truly, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus, what would Jesus, what would Jesus do? We stand here together as a family. Join hands together, lifting praises to the Father above for sending His Son. We've chosen together as a family to serve Him forever. Knowing nothing else will matter in time. We've made up our minds. Through the heat of the day, we will join in the fight. Till he takes us away. Till our faith becomes sight. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve Him. We will serve Him. We will serve Him. For He is worthy.
will serve him. We will serve him, for he is worthy. Choose you this day. Tell me who will you serve? Let nothing stand in your way. Give the praise he deserves. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve. As the for Lord. me and my house, we will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week. There is singing up in heaven such as we have never known Where the angels sing the praises of the Lamb upon the throne Their sweet hearts are ever tuneful and their voices always clear Oh, that we might be more like them while we serve the Master here. Unto him who hath redeemed us and hath bought us is the song. We have come through tribulation to this land so fair and bright. In the fountain freely flowing, he hath made our garments white. Holy, holy is what the angels sing. And I expect to help them make the courts of heaven ring. But when I sing redemption's story, they will fold their wings. For angels never felt the joys that our salvation brings. Then the angels stand and listen, for they cannot join that song. Like the sound of many waters by that happy blood-washed throng. For they sing about great trials, battles fought, and victories won. And they praise the great Redeemer who hath said to them, Well done. So although I'm not an angel, yet I know that over there, I will join a blessed chorus that the angels cannot share. I will sing about my Savior who upon dark Calvary 
Freely pardon my transgressions, die to set the sinner free. Holy, holy is what the angels sing, and I expect to help them make the courts of heaven ring. But when I sing redemption story, they will fold their wings. For angels never felt the joys that our salvation brings. I care not today
like there's no hope and it's more than you can bear well you'll always have a friend in jesus and you'll always have a friend in me i'll call out your name to my father you can tell when i'm down on my your family and friends to also enjoy songs of praise. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Sing all earth His wonderful love proclaim. Hail Him, hail Him, highest archangels in glory. Strength and honor give to His holy name. Like them all day long. Praise Him, praise Him, tell of His excellent greatness. Praise Him, praise Him, ever in joyful song. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Heavenly portals loud with hosannas ring. Jesus, Savior, reigneth forever and ever. Crown Him, crown Him, prophet and priest and king. Christ is coming over the world victorious. Power and glory unto the Lord belong. Praise Him. Tell of His excellent greatness Praise Him, praise Him Ever in joyful song Praise Him, praise Him Jesus our blessed Redeemer Praise Him, praise Him Ever in joyful
sands of time are sinking, the dawn of heaven breaks. The summer morn I've sighed for the fair sweet morn awakes. Dark, dark hath been the midnight, but day's ring is at hand. Tasted more deep, I'll drink above. There too, an ocean fullness, his mercy doth expand. And glory, glory dwelleth in Emmanuel's land. The King there in his beauty. Sin is great, but greater still. 
We here at 3ABN Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. 
written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 31, The Mother. Subheading, Temperance and Self-Control. The carefulness with which the mother should guard her habits of life is taught in the Scriptures. When the Lord would raise up Samson as a deliverer of Israel, the angel of Jehovah appeared to the mother with special instruction concerning her habits and also for the treatment of her child. Beware, he said, and now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing. Judges 13, 13 and 7. The effect of prenatal influences is by many parents looked upon as a matter of little moment. But heaven does not so regard it. The message sent by an angel of God and twice given in the most solemn manner shows it to be deserving of our most careful thought. In the words spoken to the Hebrew mother, God speaks to all mothers in every age. Let her be aware, the angel said. All that I have commanded her, let her observe. The well-being of the child will be affected by the habits of the mother. Her appetites and passions are to be controlled by principle. There is something for her to shun, something for her to work against, if she fulfills God's purpose for her in giving her a child. If before the birth of her child she is self-indulgent, if she is selfish, impatient and exacting, these traits will be reflected in the disposition of the child. Thus many children have received, as a birthright, almost unconquerable tendencies to evil. But if the mother unswervingly adheres to right principles, if she is temperate and self-denying, if she is kind, gentle and unselfish, she may give her child these same precious traits of character. Very explicit was the command prohibiting the use of wine by the mother. Every drop of strong drink taken by her to gratify appetite endangers the physical, mental and moral health of her child and is a direct sin against her creator. Many advisers urge that every wish of the mother should be gratified, that if she desires any article of food, however harmful, she should freely indulge her appetite. Such advice is false and mischievous. The mother's physical needs should in no case be neglected. Two lives are depending upon her, and her wishes should be tenderly regarded, her needs gently supplied. But at this time, above all others, she should avoid, in diet and in every other line, whatever would lessen physical or mental strength. By the command of God himself, she is placed under the most solemn obligation to exercise self-control. Subheading, Overwork The strength of the mother should be tenderly cherished. Instead of spending her precious strength in exhausting labour, 
her care and burdens should be lessened. Often the husband and father is unacquainted with the physical laws, which the well-being of his family requires him to understand. Absorbed in the struggle for a livelihood or bent on acquiring wealth and pressed with cares and perplexities, he allows to rest upon the wife and mother burdens that overtax her strength and the most critical period and cause feebleness and disease. Many a husband and father might learn a helpful lesson from the carefulness of the faithful shepherd. Jacob, when urged to undertake a rapid and difficult journey, answered, The children are tender, and the flocks and herds with young are with me. And if men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. I will lead on softly, according as the cattle that goeth before me and the children be able to endure. Genesis 33 verses 13 and 14. In life's toilsome way, let the husband and father lead on softly as the companion of his journey is able to endure. Amidst the world's eager rush for wealth and power, let him learn to stay his steps, to comfort and support the one who is called to walk by his side. Subheading, cheerfulness. The mother should cultivate a cheerful, contented, happy disposition. Every effort in this direction will be abundantly repaid in both the physical well-being and the moral character of her children. A cheerful spirit will promote the happiness of her family and in a very great degree improve her own health. Let the husband aid his wife by his sympathy and unfailing affection. If he wishes to keep her fresh and gladsome, so that she will be as sunshine in the home, let him help her bear her burdens. His kindness and loving courtesy will be to her a precious encouragement, and the happiness he imparts will bring joy and peace to his own heart. The husband and father, who is morose, selfish and overbearing, is not only unhappy himself, but he casts gloom upon all the inmates of his home. He will reap the result in seeing his wife dispirited and sickly, and his children marred with his own unlovely temper. If the mother is deprived of the care and comforts she should have, if she is allowed to exhaust her strength through overwork or through anxiety and gloom, her children will be robbed of the vital force and of the mental elasticity and cheerful buoyancy they should inherit. Far better will it be to make the mother's life bright and cheerful, to shield her from want, wearying labour and depressing care, and let the children inherit good constitutions so that they may battle their way through life with their own energetic strength. Great is the honour and the responsibility placed upon fathers and mothers, in that they stand in the place of God to their children. Their character, their daily life, their methods of training will interpret His words to the little ones. Their influence will win or repel the child's confidence in the Lord's assurances. 
Subheading, the privilege of parents in child training. Happy are the parents whose lives are a true reflection of the divine, so that the promises and commands of God awaken in the child gratitude and reverence. The parents whose tenderness and justice and long-suffering interpret to the child of the love and justice and long-suffering of God, and who by teaching the child to love and trust and obey them, are teaching him to love and trust and obey his Father in heaven. Parents who impart to a child such a gift have endowed them with a treasure more precious than the wealth of all ages, a treasure as enduring as eternity. In the children committed to her care, every mother has a sacred charge from God. Take this son, this daughter, he says. Train them for me. Give them a character polished after the similitude of a palace, that it may shine in the courts of the Lord forever. The mother's work often seems to her an unimportant service. It is a work that is rarely appreciated. Others know little of her many cares and burdens. Her days are occupied with a round of little duties, all calling for patient effort, for self-control, for tact, wisdom and self-sacrificing love. Yet she cannot boast of what she has done as any great achievement. She has only kept things in the home running smoothly. Often weary and perplexed, she has tried to speak kindly to the children, to keep them busy and happy, and to guide the little feet in the right path. She feels that she has accomplished nothing, but it is not so. Heavenly angels watch the careworn mother, noting the burdens she carries day by day. Her name may not have been heard in the world, but it is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Subheading, the mother's opportunity. There is a God above, and the light and glory from his throne rests upon the faithful mother as she tries to educate her children to resist the influence of evil. No other work can equal hers in importance. She has not liked the artist to paint a form of beauty upon canvas, nor like the sculptor to chisel it from marble. She has not liked the author to embody a noble thought in words of power, nor like the musician to express a beautiful sentiment in melody. It is hers, with the help of God, to develop a human soul, the likeness of the divine. The mother who appreciates this will regard her opportunities as priceless. Earnestly will she seek in her own character and by her methods of training to present before her children the highest ideal. Earnestly, patiently, courageously, she will endeavour to improve her own abilities that she may use aright the highest powers of the mind in the training of her children. Earnestly will she inquire at every step, What has God spoken? 
diligently, she will study his word. She will keep her eyes fixed upon Christ. That her own daily experience in the lowly round of care and duty may be a true reflection of the one true life. End chapter 31. Join us again next time when Rosalie Ricards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. tip lady who loves to give simple tips to help make your life more simple. Do you ever feel like you're just like an old-fashioned wind-up toy? You know the kind, spring-loaded. Someone pulls the string and off you race and as the spring unwinds you slow right down and finally stop. And you stopped until you wait for someone to pull that string again. Do you know that stopping is a good thing? Yes, sorry, it surely is. And I'm going to tell you a story. Some time ago, a little girl was born on the island of New Britain in the Australian Territory of New Guinea. Her parents called her Marilyn. Yep, that's me. Though I was a little white, blonde kid, I loved playing with my black-skinned, black curly-haired friends and I grew up loving people of all races and colours. What a privileged little girl. Then as a young teenager growing up in the northern parts of Australia, I laughed with, I went to school with and I loved my fun-loving Aboriginal friends. What a privileged young woman I was. Years later, with my teacher husband, we moved to New Guinea and later to the friendly Isles of Tonga and then the island paradise of Rarotonga, that's the Cook Islands. And I continued loving people of all races and colours. What a privileged woman indeed. I learned so much from being friends with beautiful people from very diverse cultures. And later, while living in New Zealand, I loved my golden-skinned Maori friends. Sometimes, dear husband notices these days a kind of faraway longing look in my eyes, and he wonders out loud what I'm thinking about. And I'm remembering evenings in each of those cultures. Evenings where the work was forgotten and it was story time. I remember storying around the fires, laughing and singing and just storying. Something that we busy humans in our culture don't seem to know how to do anymore. Oh, I wish we did. So my first tip today is revive story time. Gather some friends, friends from different races and backgrounds and story. Revive happy memories, sing happy songs, munch some yummy food and story. You might even decide to read a story together that encourages or motivates or inspires you while you share both ideas and friendship. So number one tip is revive story time. What's my second tip then, I wonder? Wait for it, it's coming. We connect on Facebook, we connect on social media. That can be good, but is there a best way to connect? I was shopping a while ago in a city far, far away from home and I was surprised when a lady who knew me only as the two-tip lady on Facebook recognised me. And you wouldn't believe it, but she was even another Marilyn. How amazing was that? We arranged right then and there to get together another time and share stories, hers and mine, without rush, just share life, without a device between us. Oh, we had such a great time making friends and we're still in touch today. 
So here now is tip number two at last. Put your device away and get real with a friend, old or new. Reach out to someone local maybe you only know and connect with them normally on social media. So arrange to get together, share stories and become real friends. We can be like my island friends too. We can story and laugh and sing. That's it from the two-tip lady who loves to give simple tips to make your life more simple and happy.